minus 40 seconds. T-minus 30 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. to the Play It By Ear podcast, the podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus and Grady Lining. It's November on the Play It By Ear podcast. Actually, it's been too bad the past few days. It was more like it's October. Been a Native American summer. Yes, indeed. All right. Episode 115 of the Play By Your Podcast. My compadre, Brady Liming. Hola. And I'm Eric Fiscus, your co-host. What in the world is going on? I think um, our my dogs, Pepper and Bruno, somebody must have pulled it in the driveway because they seem to be well, wait a minute. I just looked down just, just in case there's an intruder. <laughs> but, are you in your underwear? I am not yet. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, oh, gotta, gotta <laughs> it was randomly watch sitting those, there. I didn't plan that. Got to watch those hammer-wielding intruders. Yes. Mm. All right. So what was it you said? Uh, by the way, uh, everyone who's in the room... Uh, Check in. Uh, Please check in. What, what was it you wanted me to talk about? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Some tweet about Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so found this tweet today. It was from Taco Bell talking about Mexican pizza, which seems to be a very popular menu item that was on again, off again. and uh, Kind of like Bell the McRib. Tweeted. Yeah, the McRib. Uh, Taco Bell tweeted... Uh, you know, the Mexican pizza is so popular, we're still uh, trying to find uh, ingredients for it. We're going to stock up on ingredients, and it will be here to stay. <laughs> so one of the responses <laughs> to that tweet was from the Northeast Ohio Sewer District. <laughs> <laughs> and the response was, we'll be ready. <laughs> and it took me a moment. It was a slow burn. It was a slow oh. burn. Yeah, now, now I get it. That's funny. Allison, Tanya, James, yeah. Miss Wilson, welcome yes. aboard. Yes. Hello, Allison, Tanya, welcome. Jim, Jim, Miss Wilson. All right. 
Once again, uh, episode one fifteen to play it by your podcast. If you've not been here before, uh, we talk uh, retreat. Yeah, right. Uh, we each have a topic we've never talked about before. We'll talk about the topic uh, until that topic is exhausted. I have been saying we usually say twenty-ish minutes. I've been been setting the clock. You know, it's like we'll just, we'll <laughs> just talk about till we're days. done. Yeah, we'll just talk about till we're done talking about. There's only two of us. I mean, it's not going to go five hours or anything. I think. <laughs> um. Back in the old days when the podcast started and we were self-disciplined, we actually had a timer. If you listen to our earlier episodes, you could hear the <laughs> in the background. Yeah. And then and we would much- and we'd actually stop when that went off. Yes. Now now not and so now much. we just say shut it. Shut it. Alarm. Gary Troutman. Welcome. Yeah. All right, so we are in the order on the camera, which we will go with our topics. Brady, if you would, please visit our website, www.playitbyyearpodcast.com. We'll talk about that website here shortly. Uh, And uh, before we start our topics, if you don't mind, Eric, because we're talking about the website, I would like to welcome Mr. Tim Hoagland and Ms. Natalie Wagner for being the latest... um, fashionistas of a play it by ear t-shirt bravo bravo and uh and mr hoagland's band got a superior rating at their state band competition so yes congrats to them and, and your my nephew great, my great nephew your great nephew that's I yes yes great nephew my niece's son so and um they were phenomenal they're very good all right, Brady, you're okay. up. I'm up. I'm stepping into, I'm bringing something to the plate here. Um, so um, I was listening to my daughter talk um, the other day by my 16-year-old. And um, she was just talking about some things that she, you know, she, she had just had to do a checkup, a sports physical not too long ago. And she was griping about awkward. And, and there was nothing really involved. I'm like, well, what? It, what are you griping about? They just weighed you and, you know, there was nothing intrusive, which got me into laughing and thinking about um, at the doctor's office. Awkwardness, stories, and things we just don't like. And um, so, the, the, you know, everybody's had those humorous moments at the doctor's office. And um, just share a couple of them. And like I said, there's just things that we don't like. Um, I could start off with by saying, A, it's not the physician's fault in most cases. I only have one story, which I'm going to kind of call a physician into task, but I haven't seen this physician in 30-something years. So um, it's I think it's okay to discuss it. But um, and like I said, we would like our listeners out there to be thinking. Everybody's had one of these stories, right? It can't only be I'm, me. I'm, I'm sure. So um, I will start off with you know I, I'm gonna come I'm gonna come to the plate swinging my best bat. I'm gonna bring my best okay. ingredients with this first story, and probably one of the most humiliating and awkward doctor stories ever. So to set the plate a little bit, I was only a lad of 19 at the time and not seeing my family doctor uh, as I was a student at Ohio State University. Um, I had to visit the student clinic my sophomore year. So um, to make a long story short, 
I had woken up and um, I just like, well, let's be honest. Peeing was difficult. It hurt. So I was like, oh man, I probably not been drinking enough or something. It's like, you know, do I have an infection? So I, I went to the clinic and told him the story. And what, was there anything else going through your mind, Brady? Uh, no, not at the moment. Well, and I, I see what you did there, but uh, that that actually comes into play, but not for the reasons you think. Now, so I, I'm telling this doctor, I, they will remain nameless, but English was a second language. Okay, and yeah. they were not this this lady. She was a female doctor and was not the most pleasant of bedside manner, and she was not warm and fuzzy. So I'm just thinking, it's like, hey, um, you know, do I have a, you know, kidney infection or something? It's like, you know, it's pretty awful, and I don't want to be getting sick. Yeah. And he proceeds to tell me, okay, we're gonna do a couple tests, and I, I immediately kind of like a couple. No, I, I just thought, you know, usually basically it's a P test and, you know, they figure out, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Now let's tell you a little bit more about me at age 19. I looked like I was 14 years old. I was not a man on campus that was, um, you know, cavorting at the, uh, at, at the sororities and things like that. And I was a pretty naive babe in the woods, okay? So let's just put it bluntly. I was not dating or anything, okay? And um, so the proceeds to tell me, is like, well, you need to pee in the cup, and then I need to do another test. And I'm like, what kind of test? I was like, blood test? No. Oh, I started breaking into a cold sweat. like Because I really had no idea what's going to go on. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to get x-rays? My parents are going to get upset at me. This is going to go, my insurance is going to get expensive. So no, we are going to check for another kind of bacterial infection. And I'm like running the scenarios through my mind. And I'm like, like strep throat? Well, yes and no. (laughs) Yes and no. We're going to be using a swab, but we're not going to be testing your throat. Now, say ah, uh. ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, is what I said. Now, see that this is where it gets awkward because, like, literally, 19 year old me, I literally was faced with that base animal instinct that fight or flight. I was gonna flight, I, I was literally thinking about sprinting toward the door, and I was like, oh my gosh, what if they, you know, lock the door and don't let me out? You know, I wasn't rational because I was terrified. I was anxious and I was just really skeezed out about what I, in my mind, what was going to happen. And, and I'm like, dog, I, that's just not necessary. I, I, you know, there's no, nothing, whatever you're thinking about, that's not going on. So we don't need to deal with that. No, we need to do the test. I'm like, I, I don't think so. And she got really snippy with me it's like you are going to do the test i'm like all right and i still wasn't sure what was going to happen so i'm like thinking in my head maybe this isn't what i'm thinking it is it was what i thought it was so she said you need to remove your trousers and i'm like i don't think so it's like i'm still thinking swabbing my throat it's like what is going to happen here well i'm going to skip the part let's just say 
I had to have that awkward moment where this doctor had to, um, you know, I, uh, in an uncomfortable way, put a swab someplace that will just remain nameless. And I literally broke out into the coldest sweat and I about fainted on the spot. So a swab into a place going entry that's usually an exit in the front. Correct. Yes. And um, now, see, I, and like I said, this is a TV, and I, you, you can fill in the blanks. Sometimes the mind filling in the blanks is a much more powerful storyteller. And, um, but the thing is, it was the thought, like, I will be honest, I really don't remember what happened too much, except I think I was in agony. And I have about 30 seconds that is erased from my memory and blank. Like, I still am not sure. I couldn't have fainted that way because I was standing up. And I was still standing up. But there's 30 seconds where I can't recall details. So, after all this humiliation, after all this awkwardness, finally, maybe about a minute and a half to two minutes after this indignity, the nurse, now the doctor comes in. It's like, oh, we've been to tell doctor. So I was like, yeah, your test came back. Um, have you been drinking a lot of orange juice? And I'm like, yeah, tons of it. I was drink. I drank a whole, I drank a whole gallon of Tropicana high pulp in the two days previous. And I just overdosed my system on citric acid. So you, you were, you were passing citric acid. <laughs> Basically. And pulp, well, not yeah, that, no, that oh, never mind. Um, but but it was so horrible because, like I said, now as an adult, of course I wouldn't like it, but you know we're, we've got better coping, we're more mature. But nineteen year old me, that whole, I, I I about ran, I about fainted, I thought about taking a swing at her. Um, you know, there's all these complicated things that you know I was not mature enough to deal with yet. And it was frightening. And one of the most awkward situations in a medical facility I've ever been in in my life. No, the most awkward. Uh, that, uh, yeah. I, I, I got nothing to compete with that. No, but I know you've got things that you don't. Everybody's gone to the doctor. They have those things that they don't like. Like somebody, yeah. I, I know somebody quite well that um, they, they don't like feeling the the cold stethoscope gives them anxiety. Absolutely right. nothing bad is going to happen, but they don't like the feeling of the coldness. So, hmm. you, you know. Well, well okay, I, 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 will, I will say this. <clears throat> so, see, now, now, Jim, that's what I was thinking. I, I think he has PTSD about it. That's why he lost at 30 seconds. Whew. Yes, therapy. Therapy. Two words. Two words. Therapy. Like I said, the mind filling in the blanks is a very powerful thing. And that situation was the mind filling in the blanks really bad. <laughs> so, so Allison says you should go to some army doctors. Oh, yeah. Miss Wilson, very simply, she was the ace. <laughs> yes, she was. And she was so unpleasant. The, 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 there was no bedside. It, it was like... Ah, you're here. You probably did something you shouldn't do. Let's check this out. 
And then, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like I kind of had the feeling she came at me like Abdul the Butcher with an ice pick on Wahoo McDaniel. Like we, we were not gentle. It's like, you know, and at least that's what I, I think my mind was doing. And it was absolutely awful. Uh, so okay one thing at the doctor's office one thing we kind of just mentioned before the the show started trying to uh (laughs) so one thing they always want from you is is a urine sample oh i was gonna say money (laughs) i'm kidding uh i'm kidding on my doctor friends out there yeah that comes later but um i i i don't know how women do that because I find it very difficult to, it's like I, I, there, there's way too much for the cup. So you, <laughs> you, kind of, you, kind of, you kind of start and then you're going, the cup's filling We up, can't shut it off. Just like Jim Carrey no, no. says in Dumb and Dumber, it stings. <laughs> it stings. I think Richard yeah. Pryor had a bit about that too. <laughs> 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 talking about the difference between men and women and, and cutting off their urine <laughs> oh in the so, woods <laughs> yeah i remember that bit <laughs> so, she cut so, off just so they, like that yeah, yes so he said they had uh, stopped alongside the road because she had to go and she she's like yeah don't, don't you watch and she, and she squats down he runs up behind her and goes there's a bear and <laughs> that's an off right <laughs> not another drop <laughs> men, oh. men, men they don't do that you know it just kind of keeps going and i maybe it's inertia maybe it's just the uh the the, the psi the, the, the travel is a little longer let's just say so uh it's difficult to stop oh before the cup is overflowing and, and then you yeah it's a, it's a mess and, and you would think you would think the medical industry would just make a bigger receptacle cup because you never, if they need more testing, they could do it instead of giving you that, like that little thing that you find, um, at the end, like if you have liquid Dimatap for your kids, like one of those microscopic little shot glasses, well, shoot, I could sneeze enough to fill that, that up, you know? <laughs> and, um, it, it's like three drops that you got to cut off because like, of course, the one time you go in there and have to do the urine test, you know, you've drank like three big gulps and driven from Columbus. And, you know, you're kind of like, you're kind of like one of the Kentucky race horses lifting a leg right before you go out on the track They keep going and going. They probably should have given you a gallon container, but, um, ah. well, R- R- Richard Pryor's bit, no, I'm footnoting him here, but, uh, his bit went on to say that's that's one thing that doctors always want. You're that's one thing he and he went into another, <laughs> but he said, Now if I were working in the doctor's office and I had to be the one to go get the, the specimen, I'd I'd be in a hazmat suit with tongs. <laughs> he said, I'm going in to get the piss. <laughs> that's your piss right here. <laughs> get it get it in the tongs. Everybody cleared the way. I'm coming with the piss. <laughs> he said, those guys at the doctor's office, they just walk in. That your piss, thank you. <laughs> just walks away. Yeah, so, yeah. And maybe you, you know, probably just get desensitized to it. Yeah, the they, they, they probably the, do. Yeah. Um, so a couple comments here. Uh, <laughs> 
So Allison tried doing that in the army too, where there's more, where the more is an observer and they have to see it exiting your body for a drug test. Wowzers. Tanya, Tanya, you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you've worked in the industry. You probably understand all this. I mean, it's, the, the struggle is real. <laughs> so, Gary heard about a guy at college who put apple juice in a specimen cup for a physical. Then he said, didn't filter well. It'll run through again before drinking it in front of the nurse. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Did the nurse did the nurse faint? <laughs> oh my, yeah that 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 that's that that's embarrassing. Um, or and I, I don't know now, ladies. I know that um, you know the kind of exams you have are a little bit more up close and personal than us gentlemen have to you know face a lot of times. Oh, but yeah. um, they have it much worse than us when it comes to that. They they do, but um. I, I did. <laughs> here we go. I did had to kind of get an endocrine examination once and they had to examine, well, Brady's limings and, um, <laughs> and, um, and, uh, it, it was really embarrassing because the doctor, um, and that, that was very attractive. And, um, now I shouldn't be complaining, but it was really awkward because he was like you know uh, that almost made it worse you know what i mean i can't exactly explain why but it did it, oh, it, if i have a doctor that looks I, like danny devito standing there <laughs> no i love danny devito no offense <laughs> but you know what i mean and you're, you know but, you're telling people you can't explain why that was awkward i, I know exactly why it was awkward well uh but but you know i it, it was just awful yeah yeah. Now there are things that uh, happen when you reach a certain age. You start to have having tests, which honestly I'm overdue on. I should, but the mere thought of some of these tests, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Well, <laughs> here's a funny story. The, the, there is an acquaintance. And <laughs> see, one of the biggest exam, one of the biggest advancements in medical technology has been, you know, when you get of a certain age, you have to have a colonoscopy. And there is a new product that you don't have to have the colonoscopy if there's no family history. You know, it just involves an at-home test. This is the era of the at-home test. Well, um, you might have seen the commercials. It's called Cologuard. And it's for a uh, total cancer screening. And basically yes. what one... Yeah, yeah, about that. So the, the commercials and yeah. that little... That little whatever that little bag just seems so happy, <laughs> but the, but but you know what that bag is full of? Why is he so happy? <laughs> it's doing its job. Well, it's and it's, uh, full of, it's full of excrement. It's fulfilling its destiny, I guess. So, but um, but anyway, if you're not familiar, you know, you don't have to have the intrusive, you know, colonoscopy, you know, where you have to drink the the liquid of death, and um, you know that. It makes it so there's a race to get out of your rear end and everything's winning. And, um, and there, and then there's this, the, you know, the visual of, you know, buttocks up in the air and a camera going there. So but anyway, this product has, um, where you just have to, um, take a stool sample and, um, you have to 
you know, prepare it, swab or something like that. And then you send it off via FedEx, like the label and everything comes. Well, we had an acquaintance um, that, you know, went through that, you know, sent. And then he got a call from, I forget if it was FedEx or it was the actual company saying, we're sorry, sir, but your sample spilled, like spilled. So evidently it had been damaged in transit. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> so did they, did they realize what was spilled well i you know um it does say biohazard contained medical or medical or something so they must have pretty much figured it out looked at the return what i was wondering though like it was a return address i hope they didn't send it back but um <laughs> but anyway where they were sending new tests but the double embarrassing thing about this is that you know a you have to go through the you know process again, which isn't super fun. But then B, that the FedEx guy and the cleanup crew knows it's such and such on route such and such house number such and such. Their 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 feces is in a plane now, and they had to clean. They you know what I mean. So it's kind of that double embarrassing. <laughs> so. uh Miss Wilson, before being weighed, asking you could take off your coat, shoes, jacket, anything else that you can and still keep your modesty. That's a fact. Yeah. All facts. Well, Brady, you you uh you probably don't have that problem as much, but all right, uh Tanya, nurses and docs have seen it all. They don't want to see it any more than you want to show it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's true. Yes. Uh Joey. Joey. Just, just here till the calves come on, huh? I see where we rate. That's fine. That's all right. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's okay. We get it. We get it. Congrats to your Browns on the beat down the other night. So <sighs> that was brutal. Be I brutal. Felt, I felt like I was in bizarro world that night. Yeah. All right. So I guess now I you you told on yourself. Now I'll tell on myself a little bit. <laughs> um. So my son, who will be 22 years old here in a week, a week from tonight, actually. Um, so me and his mother uh, went through uh, fertility measures. And it's kind of, it starts out as a making sure where the problem lies. So both parties have to go through extensive tests and nah. examinations and and all that um so uh trying to figure out if my issue or i had an issue or she had an issue so going through all that was uh, rather uncomfortable uh with the urologist and all that and then yeah um basically remarking upon things while like it, it was the urologist and a nurse who was taking notes. He was like dictating no pun intended <laughs> notes. Sorry. To her to her. I see what you did there. Yeah. You see what I did? There? <laughs> uh, d- describing what he was seeing and what he was encountering was, was just <laughs> probably, probably about the most uncomfortable situation I've been in my whole life. Uh, on that same note though, <laughs> the next uncomfortable situation was uh, my son was not conceived by via normal means. It was uh, 
we were not together in the same room when he was conceived. in vitro. But it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it, it wasn't in vitro. It was just an artificial insemination, which is yeah. not not as involved as in vitro because in vitro they actually inject mm. the sperm into the egg in artificial insemination. It. I always say that the turkey baster is the father, but, uh, <laughs> uh, and I was three counties away when he was conceived. So, um, but uh, obviously you have to go to a place to provide said specimen and you're in a room and the people outside the room know what you're doing in the room. So <laughs> that uh, uh, causes, yeah, a bit, ca- causes a bit of anxiety, let's just say. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man, that, that, yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, obviously everything turned out okay. Yes, it did. I'm I'm glad I went through all that and, you know, glad my son's with me and and all that. There you go. So all good. All good. Um, okay. Now how about this, Eric? You know, the cartoons and a lot of TV shows, like when you have to get a shot, you know, they say, you know, you have to drop trowel and, you know, get an injection in your, to your buttocks. I've had, I've, I've had very few in my buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> very, um, very few, very few. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because medical, like um, medical remember- injections in my buttocks. <laughs> there you go. Um, anyway, um, (laughs) oh, what is James comment? No, I'm sorry. Um, but, but anyway, like, um, I, I don't know how old I like, I went my entire childhood, never had to have that happen. And that's what was always depicted in, you know, pop culture TV shows and all that kind of stuff until I actually had to have one. And I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't even recall. It might've been like my seventh grade booster shots or something, you know, that kind of rings a bell, but, and of course, you know, now that you're 12 years old, 13 years old, you know, when you were four, you didn't know what was coming. Right. But it's like, uh, so it's okay. We're going to give you your shot. So I start rolling up my sleeve and they're like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Uh Huh? So I, I had to get one in the buttock and, um, but here's what I remember about it. A, it was embarrassing and humiliating, but, the shot didn't hurt, but afterwards was horrible because I remember going to school the next day and had sit on that slab of wood and a pewter bolt. And, um, you know, my buttock was quite uncomfortable. Well, back in those days, Brady, you probably had about as much uh, muscle and things in your arm as you did on your buttock. That, that's probably Brady did not have back back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim, having a prostate exam and the doctor asking if someone could come in and observe after you've already been over the table. <laughs> so you have to wait for the observer to come into the room. And that is an embarrassing. Oh, yeah. So, so, so James, like, I got to ask. Or Jim, it, it, were you making it a funny, or did you experience that? Uh, because that 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 sounds like a made up that 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 sounds like a scenario, not not made up, but that sounds like a scenario that's like in a sitcom or something like that. You know what I mean? 
And if that actually what? happened, oh holy cow, sir! Or was it was it like Fletch? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Moon River. <laughs> wow, you using the whole fist there, Doc? Doctor Jellyfinger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we quote that movie a lot. Yeah, hey, do. can we throw in a little plug? Eric and I actually had went to see the reboot of Fletch a few weeks ago. It was quite funny. I was pleasantly surprised. I, 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 as was I. Because I, I was going to be a very uh, very harsh critic of that because Fletch holds a very high regard <laughs> as far as my movie. Um, my movie likes. John. <laughs> 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 Having a prostate exam, the doctor has Andre the Giant. <laughs> he comes in and shakes your hands like shaking hands with a banana, like a bunch of bananas, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh man, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Now, is that a true story or is that just a supposition there? Um, now, uh, James, you triggered a much less traumatic memory. Um, when I was in first grade, me and the kid two houses three houses down were like one of just a few kids that um we were both vaccinated but we got measles in first grade so i had the good old-fashioned 10-day measles and um but my neighbor kid the measles because i had the measles too did you had the measles i had the measles when measles measles and the chicken pox right around that time well, I think you gave dude, me the measles. I don't think I ever knew that because me and I'll have to tell you who it is off the air. We were told like the like the state health department came in and like so that's kind of what John or uh, what Jim was talking about. You know, I'm at my doctor and they had to like blow the horn or the whistle or something that, hey, this kid, my patient has measles. So they had me come in and like there was a bunch of, um, you know, state health inspectors poking and prodding and you know i was trotted out like you know the elephant man you know <laughs> i'm a human being you know and <laughs> i was just a kid with measles it it's kind of crazy but so yeah, yeah i get it nobody wants to be the specimen yeah i guess in 1977 that wasn't such a common occurrence no no it wasn't and, and it, you know, of course, it was easy. Like, and I even think that I'll have to have my mom opine on this. But I think because we were neighbors, we went and got our vaccinations the same day or something. So there could have been a, a very distinct possibility with us being three houses down. And this, this is a rural area. This isn't like the suburbs. We had to have gotten it. You know, that, that that's not coincidental. Not coincidental yeah. at all. So, uh, on this note, I, I just went looking for embarrassing stories at the doctor's office, and I, I found a, a couple here. If you, if you want me to go into them. I'll give me one. All right. Uh, this guy by the name of uh, uh, Handle Big Cat Therapist. So, yesterday I went to the doctor for some intestinal bleeding, my doctor is fairly new to the office, and I've only met her once before. I'm only 21, so I've never had a reason for a doctor to go knuckle deep in my rectum before. <laughs> but the doctor insisted it needed to be done for some tests, so I bend over the table. She lubes up and, and digs for treasure. 
I hadn't pooped in a day or so because it hurts when I do so. <laughs> I was a bit stopped up. Upon starting to uh, remove her finger, I immediately realized what's about to happen and try everything in my power to stop it. <laughs> Too late. Doctor pulls her finger out and plop out lands a turd right on the floor. <laughs> I would not only change doctors, I would move states. So they couldn't share because you know that they have to share that on the network of doctors. Hey, I got oh, this yeah. guy that's probably going to look you up because this just happened in my office. Like they talk about these things. Yeah, right. Uh, here's another one. Uh, mine's not so much embarrassing as it is awesome. <laughs> I... I had the mumps during my first year of college. <laughs> and and along with that, I got orchitis. Do you know what orchitis is? I can only imagine. Swelling of the testicles caused by the mumps. <laughs> uh, and on his left side, which swelled up to the size of a potato. <laughs> ah! It was really painful and heavy, so I had to carry it everywhere for a while. I guess literally carry it. <laughs> so I went to the doctor. He checked my bumps, and and then I told him there was another problem. I dropped trowel, lay on the doctor bed thing, and he came over to examine. He laughed when he saw it because it was freaking <laughs> huge and said, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> Jokingly. It was at that moment I pointed to my regular size bollock and said, this one shrank. (laughs) (laughs) Nicely played. Nicely played. Nicely played. played. Oh, man. Um, (laughs) The the, the poor guy, you know, where he said he had to carry it around. Like, um, there is a school that shall remain nameless that um, I might have known a few people from back in 1986, um, 87, 88, 89. But anyway, somebody in a, um, and, and honestly, not one of my friends, just somebody that went to the school, uh, took a shot, um, like a full-blown kick, kind of on purpose, like one of those buddy ha-has, but there was a misjudging of distance, and they got kicked squaw right there. Squaw. And, um, but there was like tusions and contusions and all the things that could be tused. And, um, but I know that they had a doctor's note, like for the next month, they had a prescribed doctor's note that they could wear sweatpants and pajamas to school because (laughs) jeans and such, you know, was too painful. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Rush Dambo. <laughs> oh, John Barney, you're nice. so cool. I was like, yeah, so you know what we're talking about then when we say squaw. <laughs> squaw. <laughs> oh, my. All right. So, but, oh, this is the kind of royal nonsense and nonsense we're talking about. <laughs> uh, all right. So you want to hear this one? One more. All right. So this occurred actually shortly after I was born, and we referred to it as the Green Pea Incident. 
My brother, two years old, was moving to solid foods and absolutely loved peas. <laughs> Mushed, <laughs> boiled, fried, or in things, he loved them. <laughs> All I can think of what? is third grade. that's another story (laughs) one day my mom noticed that my brother wasn't going to the washroom no big deal she thought it's only been a day two days later nothing's coming out he kept eating and eating like the happy little fat toddler he was eating all amounts of peas my parents scheduled a day off work and took him to the doctor together the doctor of course says he must be constipated it happens to the best of us at this point it's been four days since he has uh, gone to take a number two. Doctor gives him a large dose of prescription strength X-lax and suggests that we should probably keep an eye on him for the next while. <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> yeah. As he's talking to my parents about what they should do, my brother starts to go. Bright neon green. <laughs> He had eaten so many peas that the fiber had actually clogged him up and now was returning in force. The semi-liquidated deposit started flying out faster and faster like you see in those (laughs) comedy movies. Eventually, it settled down to a light stream, but not before his uh, mist had covered the entire wall next to the examination table. (laughs) Neon green mist. All over the doctor's tools, his blood pressure cuff, his posters. It ruined the cushion on the table and stank to uh, high heaven. My parents never went back to that doctor again. (laughs) So as you said, uh, moving states. It's never fun when your sibling turns into a party favor. (laughs) Miss Wilson. At least the doctor didn't shout jackpot when the PC (laughs) shot out. (laughs) raise your arm (laughs) (laughs) the doctor yells out jackpot oh man Uh, but like i said yeah we've had a few people that stepped up to the plate and uh delivered some pretty awesome awkward doctor moments so this is exactly what this segment i i I set out to achieve i wanted something lighthearted that to get people talking and I get the feeling that there's probably a lot more stories out there that people just don't want to share them publicly. So that is what we're here for. We are a group therapy because we know everybody's been there. Everybody's had the story. You're not alone. You're, You're not alone. alone. All right. Thank you very much, Brady. Here. Once again, visit our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. At our website, you can uh, see information about our show, uh, some historical context, uh, our urban dictionary type. uh, Our isms. Isms, yeah. Uh, We use some uh, words on this show that uh, may seem unusual. If you go to our isms, you can uh, find out the definition of said words. Um, Also, you can purchase uh, our T-shirt. And if you click on uh, store, at the top of the uh, the menu, and click on that link, then click on the picture of the T-shirt. You can go to uh, the Buy Me a Coffee platform, which is our uh, crowdsourcing platform. You can buy your T-shirt there, and we will make sure you get that shirt. And if you are local, I can guarantee almost overnight delivery. Yes. Yes, John. Tanya, or excuse thing. me, Allison might be out of the question. Yeah, Allison's a little far away. 
Uh, yeah, John, probably a good thing you didn't have dinner, and probably a good thing you already had dinner, Tony. <laughs> Hope it was. Of course, again, Tony, you're probably not phased by any of this. You've 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 been in the wars. All right, so on to me now. My topic, Brady and uh, audience. Uh, audience always wants your input on this as well. Uh, very simply, the topic is called "What Would You Do." So I'm going to give you a scenario, and I'm going to give you choices as to how you would uh, deal with said scenario. Uh, you can also come up with your with your own as well, uh, your own choice. All right. Number one, a safety question. What would you do if you're trapped on the third floor in a building with only two exits, a window, and a front door? There's fire all around the building except for a small area under the window. What would you do? Jump out the window. Go running out the door. Stay at the top floor and wait for the fire department. Or run around the building like a maniac screaming, help. <laughs> well, I saw too many. Um, I just saw too many episodes of MacGyver when I was a youth. So I'm th I'm thinking that a lot of my time would be trying to MacGyver my way out of the building, where I could tie this scarf to this chair and put it and lower myself down using the you know that 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 would be my first impulse. I'm going to do something like that, and I'm sure it would um, work perfectly like it always did for MacGyver. Always, I just need a drinking straw, its wrapper. Or like a Gilligan's Island, I just needed a coconut shell. Right. And, um, but if I could not MacGyver by way out of it. See, now listen, it, it left enough ambiguity when you say bust out the door. Can I open the door? Is there fire in the hallway? Doesn't say. It does not stay. So, if they mean bust out the door and run through the fire and the flames immediately, that's going to change my answer. So, um, and jumping out the window from the third floor, I mean, you're talking probably at least 30 feet. Yes. Bones are going to break. Bones are going to break. Um, and this is a, you know, it doesn't say what you're landing on. Um, Am I jumping into grass? Am I jumping into concrete? Am I jumping into water? Am I jumping onto the tops of vehicles? Um, it's probably going to influence my decision also. Or heaven forbid, if it's like like one of the Vegas play, uh, Red Rocks Casino, which overlooks a bluff. So if you're going out the window, you're going a lot farther than 30 feet. Um, so, right. oh man, I, I think my it, it would depend on what's on the other side of the door. If it's one of those cases like a backdraft where you open up the door and there's just flames, or can I open up the door and look and scan the situation? Right. So, you know, me, I tend not to be too much of a risk taker, so I would probably stay there and wait for the fire department. Yeah. Uh, until the situation got so bad, probably, that I would have to make another choice. But uh, have to, yeah. I don't know. Interesting question, but it is uh, obviously that's uh, that's that's just for starters. These are not really funny situations that I just gave you. They're, they're more uh, funnier situations that we'll uh, we'll get to here. For example, 
What would you do if you were being robbed by an unarmed man in your house? Unarmed? Yeah, now wait. You got to wait for the choices. Okay. One, kick him squaw in the privates and run off. Two, nothing. Three, punch him. Four, give him what he wants. Or five, start a confusing chat. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, all right, man. Let's see. Once again, a lot of ambiguity here. How large and scary is this man? Um, you know, is it a six foot eight muscled, scarf faced, drooling, bug eyed? You know, like th there's things I need to know. If it's just a normal dude that's trying to rob me, it's also going to depend. Is this daytime? Is this nighttime? Am I getting woken up? If I'm woken up from a slumber, um, he is probably going to be eating his pancreas and intestines because I am going to break out my best Bushido and Krav Maga moves and um, render him null and void. Or as John says, when in doubt, Rochambeau. Rochambeau. <laughs> yeah. But 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 that that also, if I'm just getting a clear shot where I could do an Evan McPherson and put it through the uprights. Um <laughs> see you run a risk there too, because you better hit him squaw. Because if you don't hit him squaw, you got They're just gonna problems. be mad. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be one of those things where you hit him or you graze him and it doesn't hit him for about 15 seconds. So you got, you, you got to stay alive for 15 seconds until it yeah. actually hits him. If you don't land the bi-testicular kick <laughs> where it takes care of two with one shot and you only do a grazing, if it's a unitesticular shot and a grazing at that, you run the risk of angering them yeah. and um, getting their dander up a little bit more because they're already motivated enough to rob you. But um, but if it's just a normal person, first, uh, uh, unless I, I will say that it would be kind of fun to have that conversation with them. Yeah. I think I would I would try to go the Murdoch and the A team route and just convince him that I'm crazier than he wants to mess with. Right. Oh, you're robbing me? Cool. I'm glad you came because then you're going to go in the freezer with the rest of the people that try to rob me. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to warm up my chainsaw and things like that, you know? <laughs> All right. So to, to explain my comment here, ladies, by the way, um, if if you get injured in in your private's, as a male, there are two types of pain to that. <laughs> if if it's a direct shot, the pain is immediate. And vomitous. If, uh, yes, and vomitous. You will vam it on the floor because of the pain. If there's a grazing, Ooh. it literally takes about 15 seconds. And you're, you're for 15 okay. seconds, you're thinking, is this going to hurt? Uh, 
Is this oh, good? Yeah. and you're and you're running off. It's like, oh, I got away with oh, <laughs> and it strikes. <laughs> then he, he hits you, and then like, you get hey, your knees. I, it's like I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> like one of those tigers that get uh, shot with the tranquilizer darts. Like, <laughs> you know, right? And I I don't know if if uh, if women have a uh, have a comparable situation uh, in regard to all that, but. Uh, <laughs> so that so that's why I said you know, if you're gonna kick, you better make sure it's squaw. Or <laughs> you'll roast Yeah. It's either that or as Miss Wilson says, if the guy's high, he may not feel anything and go psycho on you. So there's there's a lot of lot of chance there in that particular situation. And we're not talking about like um marijuana high where he's after nachos. We're talking about like, you know, how our um how the sheriff's department would dis- describe the inmates on PCP or angel dust. Right. <laughs> All right. Next situation. What would you do if you were in a bus next to a woman you don't know and you passed gas? <laughs> One. <laughs> Try to make the same noise with the chair. <laughs> Two, nothing. Three, blame it on the person in front of you. <laughs> Four, act like you don't know who it was. <laughs> or five, apologize. <laughs> now, we Pardon had me. a similar situation <laughs> last week with our, uh, with our, uh, yeah, our, pres- our prison guard, our corrections officer, who had uh, taken her uh, prisoner there to court, and she was standing beside him and had some uh, intestinal had a- distress. Yeah, and uh, cleared the courtroom. <laughs> and she she chose to act like she didn't know who it was and gag along with everyone else. <laughs> now, Brady oh my Liming, gosh! What- yeah. Now, what would you do, Brady Liming? probably a little harder to to go with that because you're in the same seat you're in (laughs) yeah if it's like you put the quarter in the vibralux you know that they used to have and you know at the malls where you lay back in it and put the quarter in the rumble seat (laughs) if you did if you did not do that um it was uh, i mean does it say it does it just say that it was malodorous or did it have report? <laughs> it doesn't say. I am sure the situation would, uh, <laughs> different situations would necessitate different solutions. Well, absolutely. Because if there were noise if, involved. If it was with report, you know, there, there there's, there's a sound that needs to be accounted for. That you can blame because if it was audible, it's like, oh, you could blame some, you know, you know, in a bus, it's crowded with people. You know, somebody could have been triloquinist and, um, you know, through it, you know, kind of like the cartoon, you know, makes it come from a different direction. But if there is a sound, you know, it cannot be denied. You know, it's something needs to be accounted for. Like, oh, there was that, that, that you know. 
Um, but if there is no sound involved, it is very easy to make someone else the patsy. Um, especially if wait, 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 sorry, who is Patsy? And what what kind of rap did they have hung on them that their name became synonymous with being framed? Or you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, taking the blame for something, taking the fall. Do. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> anyway, but you could blame it on somebody else, especially if there's a small child, or you know, <laughs> someone that's elderly. You, you or a dog, blame it. a service what? dog. <laughs> A service <laughs> service dog. dog. That's it. <laughs> Except the dog is already keeled over, feet up, making a dog gagging sound. Mm. Um, no, um, it, it, that's going to depend on it. it. You know, honestly, I think the whole sound angle would be impossible because it's a bus and it's loud. Yeah. And there's a report that can drown out the noise of um the bus. <laughs> I think you got a bigger problem on your hands. <laughs> You're gonna have nose. to answer for explain other things. <laughs> or in your nose. Yeah. So so let's let's turn this question. Okay, so what if you were playing the part of the woman in this scenario and someone next to you did that? What would you do? <sighs> Um, I just don't know. I, I, I really, <laughs> what, Eric? What, what, so would you, would you not acknowledge it? Would you acknowledge it? Would I would no sell up? it. I would, would no you, sell would you, it. Would, would you get up and move to another seat? Well, I mean, it depends. On, are we talking about, you know, garden variety bus flatulence or did somebody, you know, because feel of like course they stirred the ponds variety. in the landfill? But anyway, yeah, there there are choices to be made on both sides of this scenario. I think probably in reality, what will happen is both will no sell it. You know, they're just going to act like it and, didn't and, happen and, and, and go and give it and give each other side eye glances. <laughs> Literally, the stink eye. Um, <laughs> the stink eye. Yeah, right. But yeah, I um, I, I just I just think there's no acknowledgement of it. Unless it did have report, and like I said, that changes everything, because because you know they they each know there's you know th- there's no getting around that. So if, if you're unfamiliar with the report, uh, <laughs> if, if you've uh, ever bought fireworks, the fireworks that make a sound on the, Bottle on the packaging, it says with report. <laughs> that's the sound. So, yeah. <laughs> the pow. The bang. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jim says, claim it and say you're welcome. <laughs> John says, own it and shrug my shoulders. <laughs> uh, Miss Wilson, uh, what if it was a very attractive woman? Would that change your answer? Yeah, it would. It probably would. It, it probably would. If I had All Scarlett right. Johansson sitting beside of me, I'm going to behave very differently. I'm definitely throwing somebody under that bus. Probably, <laughs> so can you believe these people? Gosh, are they poorly trained house pets around here? What 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 Philistines? <laughs> <laughs> Ruffins. 
Nanny Wells. Hooligans. How, how, how much do they do well? Nair. <laughs> Nair. <laughs> yeah. Nair have uh, I air. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, oh, right. Move right along, Eric. <laughs> ne- ne- next scenario. What would you do if you were in the middle of a crowded street and your trousers fell and everyone saw your underwear. That just sounds like Tuesday. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, Pick up your trousers and put them back on and go running off to a big shop. Keep walking with your trousers down. (laughs) Cry. Faint. Or hit everyone who laughs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's gonna go well um yeah. i don't know what's gonna go worse standing there or doing that um oh my uh, once again so many parameters here if i let's say i'm like at kenwood town center or someplace very crowded and that happens you just kind of move along you duck into the store maybe you go to the restroom and stand on the can so nobody sees any feet or anything, and you just kind of hide out there for a minute. Um, but um, if it's like in, <laughs> sorry, we're laughing at uh, Mister uh, Barney's uh, comment. <laughs> sorry, ladies, I'm married. <laughs> um, but it, it, let, let's say I'm in downtown Sardinia. There's just a few people in the street, and then it happens. In downtown Sardinia nowadays, there are only going to be a few people in the street, if any. That is true. But um, it it would definitely change my my reaction. You would have to laugh a little bit. You'd have to laugh a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So So Gary says, shuffle and skip. It will be, maybe it will be the next TikTok trend. No. It very well could be. It's true. All right, Brady. Yeah. What would you do if you meet an alien? One, I would friendly introduce myself to it and hope it doesn't want to eat me. (laughs) Two, I would admit myself to a mental hospital. (laughs) Or three, you would ask it to take take you back to its home planet. Definitely one. Definitely one. Definitely. We could get to th- we could get to three eventually, but I have to have a chat with it first. Um, yeah, I think see, I've played this scenario in my head so many times that I'm you know in the backyard or right down the road, and the ship comes down. What would I do? I mean, if there's no threading, if they're just walking up, I'm gonna be cool, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna like try to converse and welcome them. If there's no threatening. You know, I'm going to try to communicate and things like that. Okay. That would be Marby. All right. Uh, Miss Wilson says the last scenario, if your trousers drop in the street, is a better reason for wearing clean underwear rather than if you get in the wreck. So <laughs> let, let's discuss that one for a moment. <laughs> so my supposition <laughs> is here, if you're in an accident... Your underwear are going to be dirty anyway, even if they were clean before the accident. I think some uh, evacuation might take place anyway. Of the vehicle? No, of your body. 
This is like darn right I'm getting out of the car. Um, but um, oh my. Um, the contents of your bowels, if you will. I, I don't know. Yeah, I I think it's just more an embarrassment thing. But like, I, I think I agree. There's probably some situations where that's going to happen, so that might negate it. But nonetheless, equally embarrassing, I guess. But um. Kind of back to the alien thing, Eric. What would you do? I mean, I would try to converse with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly and fighting with it was not one of the choices. So I wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't try that. I mean, that sounds a little dangerous. But, um, I mean, I'd probably be like you. I would try to communicate, maybe, and try well, to find out what's going on with it. Well, see, I thought your answer would be different because you're a sticks fan. I just thought you would climb aboard and head off to the sky. Right, climb aboard the starship and headed for the sky. Yeah. 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 I thought do that. I, I thought your sticks fandom was gonna lead you to that answer. Uh, you, you, you tried to set me up and I missed the spike. But <laughs> all right. Next situation. Yeah. Now there are no ages given here. Yeah. But what would you do if a kid starts to kick your rear end and its mother doesn't intervene? <laughs> My kid? One, a kid. Oh, a not, kid. Not your kid. Okay. I would stare at the mother until she hopefully lectures her child. <laughs> Two, I would kick the child's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Or three, I would insult the child. I think I would insult the mother first. Um, oh, man. I have been, now not kicking my butt, but I have been in situations in public where there's a child that's so poorly behaved and they're like bumping it like, like they stepped on my foot three or four times and not because they're being a typical kid because they're being an unruly menace. There's a difference. You know, we're not talking about little kid is it? We're talking about a kid that, that, that it was never acceptable, you know, like you, you know what I mean, the behavior I'm talking about. So, um, if, if the kid was injuring me and pounding me about, I'm going to say something first, but when I had been in that situation for real, the first thing I did is I did look at the parents with a look like I just smelled, you know, bad cheese, kind of like a, you know, like a kid uh, was hitting, hitting you kept on bumping into me and just being unruly and doing something, you know, and I, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I knew it involved turning my head. If I could, it was like, you know, that one of those looks like to say, and I quote, if you ain't going to do nothing, I am kind of deal. Did you, did she, they moved along. Yeah. So yeah. With, with no reprimand, just like, come on. Right. They were visibly annoyed at the child, not me, but you know, they weren't going to like, I, I, I would have been going to admonish the child in front of you. Oh, yeah. Because if or, I would have done something like that, I would have been visiting the car. It would not have been a good visit. Yes. All right. Next scenario. Now, Brady, you're a, you're an animal lover. 
Now, if you believed in this particular situation, what would you do if reincarnation was real and you could oh. choose what animal you become in your next life? One, I would be a cat. Two, I would be a dog. Three, I would be a bird. Or you can choose something else. House dogs, my dogs have it pretty good. Yeah. The, 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 they, they live a life of luxury and leisure. Um, but it doesn't say what species of bird, but I think I might go to the other. I always thought a dolphin that lives in a Caribbean area would be a sweet gig. One thing I don't like seafood, but I, evidently if I'm a dolphin, I don't care. <laughs> I don't think you can be a dolphin if you don't like seafood. Yeah. Can you? Yeah. So, um, but I, like I said, a good, you know, Caribbean, a dolphin that frequents Aruba area, maybe something like that. Aruba, Jamaica. <laughs> All right. What about ye? I mean, probably, probably some sort of house dog. I mean, you're right. That's a pretty good gig. I mean, there's. Not a, not a whole lot of stress in that life, I'm guessing. Just once a day when the mailman comes. Right. <laughs> or, you know, if you if you don't get let out to go to the bathroom in time, it's, that could be stressful. Oh, I don't, I don't think it is. Now, for one, one of my dogs, it is. For the other one, there's no, they, hey, I got to go. This is carpet. Cool with me. And they, they don't... <laughs> Bruno does not uh, care much. Yeah. All right. Next scenario. What would you say if the whole world were listening? If you had every ear in the entire world listening to you, Dang. what would you say? One, I would tell them to follow me on social media. <laughs> Two, I would do a TED Talk-like speech. Or three, I would say nothing. Or you can choose your own. I kind of like the TED Talk. I would like to give the world a TED Talk. About? Being nice and how this is stupid. Hey, Russia, we don't want to invade you. We don't want to live there. Okay. There's no shenanigans. Just so chill out. Yeah. You know, in the Middle East, now people just knock it off. You know, and, and just like have, if I had their whole ear where they were attentive, like my seventh period science class, which which they're very attentive, by the way. That was a that was a compliment, and um, and because they're very our seventh our seventh period science class was not attentive. No, hence we were hence we were writing chapters. Yes, I haven't threatened them with that yet, but um, but yeah, um, I I think I would just have a sit down, say, look, here's the way it is. Trust me, I don't want to be your leader, 
but knock it off, you know? So you're going for the betterment of world society. I am. With your, with your TED Talk. And at the end of my TED Talk, I would say, follow me on social media. <laughs> you can't say both. <laughs> All right. I probably would give a TED Talk too. But my TED Talk may be something like about what great music sounds like and what horrible music sounds like in my opinion on the subject. Maybe something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would try to get all deep. Change and, hearts and minds. Exactly. Well, you change hearts and minds on, on that topic. But, I mean, you know, not about world peace or anything like that. But... All right, so next situation. Here, here is a true ethical dilemma. Oh, I can under him. Speaking of uh, the betterment of world society, what would you do if you had the chance to end all war by killing 10 innocent children? Would you kill the children? Would you not kill the children? I don't like this question. I, I, I pass. <laughs> pass. No, um, I, I couldn't do it. Well, the third choice, I would tell someone about it and ask if they could do it for me. Oh. So do you think that's worse than doing it yourself? Nah. I don't know. I mean, can I? I would just have to be put in that situation. I mean, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could either. I I, I think I could much sooner and easier fight the baddies. Well, matter of fact, I wouldn't even think about doing it. Yeah. My answer I, would be I would not do it. Yes. You know, it, I, people are going to. If people aren't aren't uh, waging war, I think people will do other idiotic things, and I don't think True. my killing those children will cure the world of adults doing idiotic things. So yeah, therefore, like eating Tide Pods and such. Right, and so therefore, I will not do that. We're so. listening to Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, here's here's a question that's uh one that's uh, apropos for the current moment with uh, the Powerball being worth $1.2 billion. 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 So what would you do if you had to choose between winning the lottery or living twice as long? I think I'm going to have to go with the lottery because I could stash some money in a CD or a money market to accrue interest. So I could extend my life by getting revolutionary anti-aging treatment. But if I lived twice as long and nobody else around me is, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you'll have, you'll have relatives, right? Well, tr true, but 
I mean, they'll be relatives uh, removed, and my great, 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 great. Be it be like John Tyler's um grandson. Like, yeah, he died John, like two years ago. Two years ago, right? But um, anyway. well, but but you're living twice as long. So let's say you live to be the average age of a man, which I think is like 78 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would be 156 years old. So you would die in the year. Let me think about this. Uh, 2000. One hundred and ish, a long time ish. from now, Buck Rogers time. Yeah, so I gotta gotta get gotta, gotta get the calculator because <laughs> I can't do this in my head. <laughs> the calculator. I, I was calling it that for like an entire class period a couple weeks ago because I was just waiting to see how long it took for somebody to say, "What are you saying? Use your calculators." All right, you would die in the year 2127. So you would still have 105 years of life left. Yeah. From right now. I, I, th- I think I would still go with the lottery because not only would I live my best life, I could pass on along that to my children so they could have their best life. So it's like the double good. You know, okay. John asked a good question. What is the quality of that life? I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess you would assume that the life is of a good quality. Yeah. Again, you're making assumptions, but right. Um, I think I would also go with living or uh, excuse me, winning the lottery. I think. Um, do I want to live to be 156? Maybe. I, mean, I, I may or may not want to live to be 156, but I do want to win the lottery so I could do things for me and my children now. Yeah. And my dogs. <laughs> and my friends. <laughs> and heck, right. our earbud listeners. Certainly. If I win the billion dollar lottery, each, all of our earbud, all six of you are going to get it. <laughs> six of you. No. No, that uh, that would be a good way to increase listenership of the show. Oh yeah, I'll pay you to listen. All right, Brady. Another ethical question here. What would you do if your friend has terrible breath? Would you tell them? <laughs> what are the other options? Will you tell them or not tell them? I depends just want to hear what the other choices are. That one it depends on how bad it is. Is the third choice. I mean, um, let's say we were in the car where we went to pick one the other night yeah. and you were giving mouth flatulence and it was making me ill and, and like I was going to be worried that if you went out, you know, doing your job of Principalia and, um, you know, you had parent-teacher conferences and was, like, putting people to the hospital. I, I would not want you to do that. But if it's just one of those momentary things, I mean, it's not like I'm hanging out in your grill anyway. 
Okay. So I'm going to say I'm not really going to do anything unless it, it, it's a it could be a life change, a life altering issue. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Now, John's answer is absolutely and give them a stick of gum. That works, too. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of on the same note you are with it. I guess it depends on if it's. Um, uh causing distress to my uh Existence. nasal my 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 nasal uh passages you know if, if it's causing distress there i i may say something or yeah i mean uh, let's in, be on, let's be honest i probably wouldn't i really probably wouldn't yeah i probably wouldn't and you know like th- th- there's a lot of factors in that there's good old morning mouth you know, they yep. can knock out a yak at 10 yards. <laughs> and then I, did I just consume a spicy pizza or did I, you could, know, it'd be a temporary situation. Did I just, now, did I, now that, yeah. that would, that would color my answer too, because if I thought it was a temporary situation, I may say something say, Hey dude, you know, you, you might want to choose some gum or something. Cause you got, got that going on there. Now, if it's a constant thing, I may not say something. I may not spend as much time with that person, <laughs> but I may not say anything about it. Yeah. I, I, see, I'm kind of the opposite. Like if I know just a fleeting thing, it's like no need to pick a scab, but, um, yeah. but you know, let's say somebody that's obvious, your friend has gone on a bad trip and their teeth are rotting out and you know, that something has happened. They're not taking care of themselves. It's beginning. You're thinking it's going to affect them. Yeah. It's like, well, now you now you seem to be talking about a bigger situation than just bad breath. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true because be a... we're going with appearances and things like that. Yeah. But but every time I'm a, if I, every time I'm around you, the house plants and the pets wilt. You know, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the Lion King, you know, when whenever he went around, the the weeds would fall. Yeah. Right. So uh, John says also goes the other way. I want someone to tell me. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to look at it. Some people probably wouldn't want to be told though. Yeah, it, yeah. Just re- really depends. Uh, Miss Wilson would tell her friend and give them a tic tac or mint. So uh, yeah, our audience members who answered were very confident about that. Me on the other hand, yeah. I, I I honestly probably wouldn't. But yeah. All right, Brady, you, you've lived this one. We'll, we'll make this one the last one because I know what you did about this situation. Uh-oh. So I'll see if your answer changed. Uh-huh. What would you do if you're at a hair salon and got a really bad haircut? Would oh, you tell God. the hairdresser? You know what I'm thinking of. Oh, heck yeah. I didn't have to say a word because the owner of the salon was like, what the heck are you doing? Um... <laughs> all right all right so th- this has been brought up an episode before you know it, it, it's come up before but um i'd come home from college and it was brown county fair week and i'd come home from ohio state and i got home on a friday so i immediately just went and got an appointment to get my hairs cut and um i, I wanted a little bit of clipper action on the side you know gotta get the side high and tight and um and then so they went to use the clippers 
on the side of my head and um, they forgot to put the guard on. <laughs> so they did me like full metal jacket for a small stripe. Like they just shame me. And I was like, uh, am I, the, the, the craziest part was my face. Cause like, as soon as she, as soon as it happened, I just kind of went, you know, and I now, think I now said, mind you back in the day, 1990, 89, whenever this yeah, was 89, I mean, lo longer hair was in vogue at that point. So yeah, it was. And, um, so my hair was kind of longish, but like I was able, I, I, you know, I was able to try to rectify it a little bit, you know, but, um, and then of course the owner of the salon after it, you know, politely admonishing the person, she tried to fix it. But, you know, that certainly and, wasn't going to glue it back on. And you had a, uh, you had a description of that haircut. Do you remember what your description was? Remind me. Your hair looked like fur. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I said it looks like fur, and I and I don't I'm, I'm trying I don't know why I chose that <laughs> that description, but it, but, but it was accurate. Yes, because I, I I was angry, and it's like this just looks 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 like fur. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. so uh, so in in that scenario, the the owner of the salon caught it and tried to fix it. So if you got a bad haircut and no one saw it or no one acknowledged it, would you demand a refund? Would you tell them you hate it? Or would you lie and tell the hairdresser that you like it? That is tough. Because I've had to, I've had haircuts that I've not been happy with. I'm like, and they could tell, I'm trying to be polite. How do we look? You know, Good. Um, but, but yeah, where it was awkward and they knew that I wasn't happy with it, yeah. but really at some point, usually what I did, if I was away from home base and they messed up my hair, then just whenever I would get home, I would have my aunt who is a beautician fix it. But, um, you know, she, where her, so the, the place she worked at was a little bit of a trek. So, um, once I got older, it was hard, you know, was a working person. It was hard to get to my aunt's salon. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it's not a good thing. Everybody's had it. Anybody out there of our earbud nation ever gotten just like a really bad one where they royally messed up? This would, you know, you'll have to tell us about it because like that, there's not much you could do, is there? Not really. Just got to wait for it to grow back, I guess. Um, you know, we're Cincinnati Reds fans and, uh, we grew up Reds fans. There was the famous story that uh, Reds legend Chris Sabo, the 1990 wire-to-wire -wire team, um, that he liked his flat tops and his burr haircuts, very precise way. And um, he was at a he was at a barber shop, and the barber wasn't doing it right, and he walked out with half of his head. You know, obviously, it was halfway done. The guy wasn't doing it right, so he just left. Yeah. The famous story of from our locale. 
So, um, which, how do you mess up a flat top or a burr? I mean, there's always so much. It already looks like fur. <laughs> True. All right. So there's your what would you do's. Good discussion. Yes. All right. Once again, one more time, visit our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. And again, you can uh, check out our our T-shirts. They're very soft. And uh, thanks once again to... Uh, soft. Let's see. You said uh, Tim Hoagland and uh, Natalie Wagner. Is that right? Our latest, yes, it is. Uh, T-shirt uh, purchases, purchasers. Thank you very much. All right. Anything else for the good of the order? No, sir. I think we're good. All righty. Well... Uh, audio version of this podcast will come out on Friday morning, 3 a.m. Uh, by the way, uh, on a side note here, uh, we just went over 17,000 listens in the history of the show. So uh, thank you all very much. Uh, just I can't continue, believe it. I know. Just continue to go to heights that we never expected. Uh, but uh, again, that's all attributable to all of you. So thank you very much. Uh, but you can find that audio podcast. That's just audio numbers. That doesn't count the video stuff. Um, but you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. Spotify also has the video podcast now as well. So if you want to watch the video, you can watch it there. Uh, as far as video goes, in addition to Spotify, we're on YouTube. Ch- search our YouTube channel, play it by your podcast. Also, follow our Twitch channel. Twitch, Twitch. Twitch, Twitch. Play it by your podcast there as well. But uh, the shows are only archived, I believe, for two weeks on Twitch. So if you go on that uh, platform, you need to watch it pretty quick. Social media, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams. You can find those links on our website. You can also interact with us via email at admin at playbyyourpodcast.com. If you want to leave a voice message for us, you can click the link at your podcast provider. You can, uh, and on the iHeartRadio app, you can click the microphone, which is uh, entitled Talk Back, and you can leave us a voice message that way. All right. Anything else? You want to take us out? Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.